0: Hello, and welcome to Empower to Empower Others radio show. We hope that while you're with us today, you'll hear a relevant kingdom teaching or inspiration that will aid you in becoming your best you. Sit back, relax, and prepare to be empowered. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Empower to Empower Others radio show. This is your host, Apostle Valerie. Here with me today is my guest and co-host, a wonderful, phenomenal woman. I'm just going to call her my sister, Raven. Um, (laughs) Raven, thank you for being (laughs) with us.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, I want to first and foremost thank you for even allowing me to be on your platform to even speak. So I appreciate you um, and just allow me to be here. So um, I know you gave me the the topic of talking about winning pretty much and how to win and how to do that. And that's actually one of my favorite topics. (laughs) So um, I always believe about people winning, especially when um, the world doesn't want you to win. So, I did prepare a couple things for you, but I want to first share with you who I am and how my journey came to here. Um, So my name is Raven Esco. Um, I'm married. I have five beautiful children. I got four girls and a son. Um, When I started um, um, on this journey of changing my life, right, Um, it was about seven years ago, and I had worked four hard jobs. I was trying to figure out, God, what can I do? Like, I'm tired. Um, I'm working four jobs at one time, and I don't know what to do with at McDonald's one day, one of my main jobs as a store manager. And I passed out and had a seizure on the floor, Valerie. It was crazy. And my boss stepped over me and kept working. And I remember being on the floor saying, God, is this how I'm going to go out? (laughs) You know, um, my kids were still very young. And I said, God, well I, well, I died to get the money, but I would, I would live with no purpose. And so um, I woke up in the hospital a couple of days later, and God graced me to actually um, get a phone call from a friend of mine about, you know, a company that I'm now working for. And I took it for a spin. Um, I've actually been able to quit my job four months in, and I'm now a regional vice president for this company. Uh, which I'm excited about. I make about fifteen or to 20000 a month. So it's like, oh, my God, you know, even I can win, right? But then God started to share with me. He was like, raising. there were some things I gave you when you, were, you didn't have the income that you had set down that I want you to go ahead and fulfill. So I end up um, picking back some of those things up, which is a, a non-profit I have called Yesterday's Woman. And the non-profit, it was, it was built to help women heal in every aspect, emotionally, physically, mentally, um, spiritually, financially, right? And we launched that, that thing again, and it's been rocking and rolling ever since. It's now rolling by leaps and bounds. We just uh, launched our second half of the nonprofit, which is Men of Tomorrow. And I, I can't even give the success on myself, but what I can say God is so awesome That he allowed me to see bigger for what for what he had for me than what I had for myself. Right now, remind you, you all, you know, before I met my husband, I had three kids already, so I was a single mom living on welfare. So I would have never believed that I can win, right? I know a lot of you all said, "Man, maybe I'm too old, maybe I'm too young, you know, um, maybe I've missed my march, maybe the statistics are against me. Could I win?" And I said I was just refusing to believe that my God of abundance that I have to live in lack. So um, I prepared just to kind of talk to you about how to win. Right? People have been told in the religious sector that you can't win, and that's not true. Biblically, God wants you to not only win but prosper to thrive. Right? So I'm going to share some of these these things. If you have a pen and paper handy, definitely take notes. Um, I'm going to come from a logical and a spiritual uh, side of this and talk about how to win, right? Because I believe this is a season right now. I think God set us down at home for a reason. He set us down at home so we can realize our potential. We can realize those dreams we put aside. We can realize all those things we have not done yet. And if you give yourself the opportunity to just say, man, what have I not accomplished? What have I not done? What have I not... um, you know, put my my best foot forward in, and while I have the time, let me go, go do it, I promise you in this season you can derive, right? You don't have to go back to that nine or five. Or if you go back to the nine or five, you're not just going to be employees, employee, you're the boss, you're the CEO. And so this is the time to do so. So let's kind of go over some, some principles of how to win. First and foremost, you must believe you should win, right? No, you have to really believe you should win with everything inside of your mind, your body, your spirit, and you should believe I will win and I'm going to win. It's one of my God-given rights to win, right? And so just give you a a scriptural reference. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be, right? As a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be. So if in your heart you believe I don't deserve and I don't deserve this and I don't deserve that, but unfortunately you have given you have given those negative words or word curses to pretty much reign over what produces out of your heart, what manifests out of the heart, right? So you have to believe in your heart. Hey, listen, you I deserve to win, father, you know. Um, I, I I deserve to do this thing. I deserve to have a prosperous life. God, I deserve. I deserve. And I, one of the things I did for a season of my life, I would get up every morning outside of prayer and meditation and I would literally talk to the mirror. I would talk to myself. I would be like Raven, you are a CEO. Raven, you are a game changer. Raven, you are a world changer. Raven, you are a prophet of God. Raven, you are you are blessed beyond measure. Raven, you are not what they call you. Raven you are a wonderful mother. I would do that for a season until my heart got filled with it. And I started to believe in myself. If you tell yourself something long enough, you will believe it. But another scripture that we're all familiar of is Hebrews 11 and 1, right? Now faith is the subject of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen, right? Um, Here's the reality. We have to understand that now, faith. We have to believe. It. We have to have. Even there's no evidence right now of having this this business or having this wealth. You know, there's no there's no evidence, but I have to believe it's going to happen. I have to believe it, right? That it's going to happen, right? Because our father, if your father on, on on Earth can give good gifts, right? How does the father in heaven give, right? So much better than your father on on the earth. You have to think like that. You have to have the faith, right? But then the last thing is Deuteronomy 8 and 18 says, But thou shalt remember thy Lord thy God, for he is that giving thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto the fathers, as it is this day. So he said, "I want you, I want to give you the power to get wealth. This is scriptural. I want to give you the power to get wealth so you can establish my covenant. And when I was reading this, I was like, am I reading this right? Because I used to grow up in an a old school church where they used to talk about how, you know, God's going to bless you to get a better job. And, God gonna, and I was like, I don't want a better job, Father. I want a business. Or God is going to let you be able to, you know, to be okay. Or they didn't talk about wealth principles, Right. But I look at all the blessed and the, and the blessed people in the Bible, like David and Samuel, and you know some of the prophets. They're wealthy. They're wealthy. Why shouldn't I be wealthy? To be favored by God shouldn't just come with you going I'm preaching you're going to have favor just among them, but among amongst men and kings, you know, you're going to have favor on the land as well. So. Um there's a movie I had watched um a couple of months ago. And it's funny how the Holy Spirit talks to me, right? Um it's called Hancock, right? And so I'm watching this movie and there's a scene in the movie where he is sitting on top of a building and he's looking down and the building is like bigger than a Sears tower. And he looks at this eagle and the eagle looks at him. And the eagle takes a dive straight down the building and starts to soar. And Hancock smiles and jumps behind him and starts to fly as well, right? And I thought to myself, God, I wonder if you've given us wings, could we fly? Would we fly, right? And I said, well, you know what, God, of course, if I had wings, God, I'll fly. I'll definitely fly, God. I'll definitely fly. And I'm like, who wouldn't fly? Then I heard him say to me, no, you wouldn't. And I'm like, what? Am I tripping? God, if I had wings, i will fly. He said, Raven, I've given you wings, but you yet have not used them. And I want you all to understand, it took these a loop. I said, what would you say to me? He said, Raven, I've given you wings, but you have not yet used them. See, God has given us all wings. But sometimes our minds keep us grounded. Our lack of faith keep us keep us grounded. Right, You were meant to soar with the eagles, right? But unfortunately, you know, we have not walked in our fulfillment of who he, the image of who he made us to be. We already have wings. We're already eagles. That should go soar, right? So the next thing is, the second thing is, that was all one. So two is write the plan out, right? Write out the, the ideas right? Write it on a vision board, right? Write the plan out, right? I first write down all my ideas, right? So, like, um, what's a non for profit I kind of gave, God gave me the vision of what he wanted, and I wrote it down on paper, and I kind of went over everything, and I wrote it down, and I said, okay, perfect, okay? But I wrote down it on scratch paper so I can kind of get my thoughts together. Kind of like when you're writing a paragraph or a story. So, I wrote wrote, rough draft out, Then I went back and I started critiquing different things on on the vision of what can what will make it more profitable and how can it make it sing. And as I was doing it, he would give me revelation. I'm like, okay, God, this is really good. And then, um, finally, he said, okay, now I need you to get a vision board. You got the business plan out, right? Get a vision board and put it on your bedroom wall. So when you're in prayer and meditation every single morning. You're meditating, you're praying, you're putting all your energy, your God-given energy into the vision I gave you, right? But that's also in the Bible, right? Habakkuk 2 and 2 says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon table, right? So he may run that reason. Write the vision and make it plain. You have to write the vision, Right? Men perish from a lack of vision. You have to first write it down. You can't keep it in your head, right? This is one of the most biggest wealth principles where people refuse to write. You have to write it down. But the third thing is, right, team, I barely got a, the plan in place. You have to partner with people who see the vision. If somebody's saying that's just too crazy, that's outlandish, then they want to fill on your team. They weren't meant to be in your team. And I recommend always praying, meditating, fasting on, God, who should you bring me to the team, right? So pray for the team. You know, meditate for the team, right? God, who should I bring, right? So the first person I recommend you go look for the partner with is the Holy Spirit, <laughs> right? He's, a, he's the best business partner you will ever have. He will download ideas and, and business modules and he'll give you favor in rooms that you never could have walked in before, right? Partner with the Holy Spirit, fasting, prayer, making sure it's in his will. God, is this your will for my life? God, I surrender. I will humbly come to you and I surrender my own plans, my own plots, my own whatever I wanted, I surrender. God, be in it. I put on Facebook yesterday, I said, God, if you're not in it, I don't want it. I meant what I said. If you're not in it, Father, I don't want it. So that's the first part you want to have, not only in marriage, not only in your household, but in business. You are my partner, Father, and i am put you first, right? But the second thing is look for people, right, that are healed in your weaknesses. You're like, what does that mean? You cannot find everybody who is just like you right? I am good with ideas. I'm good at actually running with the ball. But there are some things like details I'm not the best with. I'm not always great with different things. But what I do is I look for people that excel where, where I failed in areas, right? If you're good with technology, and I'm bad at technology, we're going to partner. If you see the vision that I have, you know, um, if you're good at event planning, I can't even plan nothing right? Maybe I'm going to partner with you. Maybe I'm good at of the thought process, but I'm not good with execution. I'm going to get with someone that's a good executioner, right? Team up with people. Yes, write contracts. Make sure you have your stuff in place so that they can't fill the ideas, but you also ask God for who to lead you, right? Then embrace different people. Your team should not look like you, sound like you, or be like you. I am very loud, boisterous. I'm the one that's going to be safe, funny. I'm a little I'm a little thuggish sometimes too, right? I have a little hard side to me. But that side of me um, is what I need to thrive in a certain area. But my team, I have introverts. I have people that, are, that will call so-called nerdy, but they're not nerdy to me. They're intellects, right? I love these people. They actually make my team better, right? Even even Jesus had a team. He had 12 disciples, right? Then he had his core three, Peter, James, and John. You have to get a team. That's the first thing when you said, let me go go out and get to a team to help me go spread the gospel. Go so with a team, right? And then be okay that it's not family and friends. Be okay with it not being family and friends. Joseph had to go be separated from his family and friends for a season so he can save not only his family, but he can save a nation. Sometimes God will separate you from your family and friends if that thinking is not on your level. Maybe he designed you to be the curse breaker for your family. Be okay with mom not supporting. Be okay with dad not supporting. Be okay with them not seeing what's in you. Because the only father I'm concerned about is father, am I doing what you need, which is Jesus? That's it. Nobody else. Be okay with not being with family and friends, right? And then find your core three. Find your after your your big your big team, find the ones you can really trust. That you can be able to be human in front of, right? Why is that so important? You know. Everybody should know all your business and all your, your your downfalls as a leader, right? So you should be able to go to one or two people and be like, let me vent for a second. Let me get this off my chest. Let me show my humanity. You get me back in order. We can go back in front of the, the masses. Find those people that you know that God gives them to you, that, that you can be human in front of, and they won't use it. I see so many often where leaders, you know, befriend their whole flock, and they let them into too much of their world and their dysfunction and it bites them in the butt. You have to know what to share with who. That makes sense? And then the last thing is go to work. Go to work, right? What does work look like, Raven? Well, I got you. Field you're going into, right? You know, what are the numbers? How do they pay? What does it do? What is the need of America right now for, the, for this? Um, what's the need for it? What's my demographic? What's my audience? You have to know those things, right? You know, who is this meant for? Is it for 18 to 25 or is it for women of all ages? Is it for men? Is it for married couples? Is it for children, right? Is it for all nationalities or is it for specific nationalities, like mostly black? I don't know. But find your audience. You have to find your audience. Research. Look up charts. You have to do the work. I promise you it's not going to be given to you, right? And then the second thing is study your industry. Study the industry, right? You have to study the industry you're in, the field you're in. I'm in going into, you know, um, finance and health and wellness and mental and like the things I'm going I have to study these things. How many women are, are broken from these issues? How many women have been broken from this issue? You know, how many homes are broken up due to infidelity or um you know, how many homes are broken up because of the wife, you know, has has past trauma? You know, I look at the statistics and I find my audience, but you have to do the work. And then don't despise small beginnings. I'm looking at an organization right now, and it's going by leaps and bounds, right? Um, but when I first started, it was just ten of us in my living room, starting the organization six, seven years ago, you know? Don't despise small beginnings. Amazon started in his garage, you know? You have to not despise small beginnings. So start at an entry level, what you're trying to do to that level, and then every time you master a level, then level up. That's it, right? Don't go with the vision, I want to have a chain of beauty shops, you know, and I want to make a million dollars a year. And because you like, well, I don't have one beauty shop, well, maybe you should start doing hair or, you know, something. Start making money doing hair or having little fashion shows to make your first beauty shop, whatever it is. Start small, and then once you've mastered that level, level up, okay? And then last but not least, be a good steward of your money, your time, your energy. Stop pouring into vases that have holes in it. You're like, Rachel, what does that mean, right? You can't pour yourself into a a vase that doesn't want to hold what you're giving them because it will drain you. But keep them only still for a temporary time, energy, and the things that is unnecessary. In certain seasons, you can't help mama all the time. In certain seasons, you can't help daddy all the time. In certain seasons, you have to focus on what you got to focus on, right? In this season of my life, I make time mostly for If if it's not my non for profit it's my children and my husband, right, and my other business. That's it. Hey, best friend, you want to hang out? Listen, I can't hang out today. I love you, though. Maybe next season. We can call. You can talk to me. Maybe you can go on my retreat, or, or you can go on one of my women's ministry events. But right now in the season I'm in, I don't have time to be derailed. Be a good sort of your time. Be a good sort of your money. You can't say, oh, I made $100,000, so I'm going to buy some red bottoms. That ain't the season for a red bottom. That makes sense? And then last but not least, right, Um, be a good steward of the people around you. Do not – overload them either. Give them an assignment, delegate, and then have them do that assignment. Don't try to put more on them and then make them with the tools you do have drain and depleted. Right? It is important that you steward be a good steward of everything God gives you to build your empire, right? So I, I, I saw some things on, on um in the Bible I was studying last night. And I came up with James 2 and 18. And it says, Yea, a man may st- a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have worked. Show me the faith without thy works. And I will show you thee my faith by my works. Twenty six says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, our work is also dead. Listen. You have to work like it depends on you, but know that it depends on God. I'm going to say that again. You have to work like it depends on you, but you have to know that it depends on God. In a season of working, you have to know, listen, I got to go put my put my all into it, right? And I'm going to allow um, God to show up. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put the work in it. I'm gonna have a faith, the fortitude, and the work behind it so that he can activate in the spirit what I'm doing in the flesh. Um, I remember about two years ago, I was sitting in my car and um sitting in my car and I remember praying. And I remember saying, God, I thank you so much that the storm did not overtake me. And I was praying that thing hard. I was crying out to God. I said, God, I thank you. And he said, I'm so sick of you whining. And I'm like, am I hearing this right? He said, are you really crying? I'm tired of you crying. He said, you asked me for a big harvest, Raven. You asked me for a big harvest. Do you realize all crops? Require rain. Telling me was, you asked me for this big field to, to rain on. He said, but it, it required rain, raven, and storms to, to water the fields you needed so you can reach the harvest. He said, let me tell you what storms do first. He said, the first thing storms do is it pulls up all dead things in your life. Think about it. When you are seeing a tornado, you see trees coming up out the grass, and you see um, you um, branches being being pulled up and houses that should have been poured down, being broken down, right? He said, I need you to pull up all dead things in your life and remove them. That's the first thing the storm does because it breaks under the pressure of what you have on you, what you carry, right? Storm does is it. It exposes all debris and crap in your life, all garbage in your life. What was you hiding in your backyard? What was you hiding in the garage? What crap you had hiding in your life? What garbage did you had hiding in your life, right? He said, I need the storm to not only uproot the dead thing, but to expose the garbage. You have to understand where you're going. Some things can go with you. So you have to uproot the garbage. And then finally he said, Raven, once the garbage is, is, is exposed and it's cleaned up, once the dead trees are removed, what is left? And I said, God, I don't know. He said, a rain and green grass. He said, after the storms is over, every time you see a storm, it's over. And the cleanup process is done of all the garbage. You're left with green grass, beautiful trees, rainbows, fresh air. A peace of God. The shalom of oh God. You all, you all understand how that feels? And I realized I was crying about the storm, but the storm was necessary. You have to guard yourself for what's about to happen to you. Anything worth having requires reward. You have to go fight for it to go do that. We, we've been taught in churches for years about the spoils of war. Well, every time they got the, the spoils because they went to war, you have to go to war to reap the spoils of God. And it's okay it's going to hurt some nights and you're going to cry about it. Talk to your core, people. Talk to the Father. Pray. Get understanding for what the season you're in and keep it moving. And I promise you, if you do these four things, And you stay focused on on kingdom things, you all. You shall reap. You shall reap. You shall reap. You shall reap. It's your kingdom right to reap. But you will only reap what you sow. And my last thing, I'm going to leave it at this is because I know we got a couple seconds left, but walk like you already the branch. Like you're already in position. Walk like you've already walked into that manifestation. Wake up like you're a CEO. Go to mm-hmm. like you're a business owner. Because here's the reality a lot of people unfortunately mm-hmm. damage their brand in the beginning stages, going out drinking chicken and get on camera, on Facebook, talking crazy before they even get a brand. Act like you have something to take before you even have the, the plan in place. And I promise you, you will have the manifestations of God. That's all I got about, me. I'm sorry.
0: You sorry? What? what you sorry? Girl, please. <laughs> we thank you. Man, I was taking notes. We already started posting a few of them on Facebook. Um, prayerfully, um, some others took notes, and we can put those out there as well. What a powerful release about being a winner. The one thing that I'm holding on to, like caught me first, was I've already given you wings, but your faith has kept you grounded. That right there speaks to a whole lot of people. And hey, praise God. Thank you, my sister, for being with us. Listeners, join us again tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. with Seeking Truth with Pastor Linda. Know that we love you. We pray that today you will be empowered. And after you've been empowered, you take the responsibility to empower others. Blessings to each of one of you. Raven, again, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you for having us. Love you.